Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. You can send all your prayer requests and correspondence and inquiries to the WIBR Warren Radio Network through our contact page on warren-usa.com. The WIBR Warren Radio is also on, you can find us on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, Pure Social, and Gab Social. You can listen and download the shows on warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And you can also find, find us on Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Don't miss the latest articles by The Watchman. You can go to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to read the featured articles. And this week, we have Deceived, Sin, Skin, and That Within. Deceived, Sin, Skin, and That Within all find themselves targets of a greater delusion. When looking today at our society in this new America, you will not have long to wait. The nation that was the emblem of freedom, faith, and opportunity is rife with troubles. The woke generation today has attempted by protest, threat, violence, and sheer tenacity brought the whole of America a new morality. These are ominous, biblical, and prophetic signs to America. And on warn-usa.com, we have our anti-Christian persecution classic warn radio series. It goes around the world, thus it is hard to keep ongoing persecution quiet. This show is a featured classic Warren Radio series. We bring it to you as we see all over the world hostile regimes persecute Christians, close churches, imprison or kill Christian leaders. We know about it, and we bring it to you. Be sure that the internet and the ability to get the news from around the world is helping oppressed people, especially Christians, who are at the hand of hostile governments and radical groups. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us 
on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Doing really good. And uh, we are in spring now. We always begin our spring at the first of the month. <laughs> of March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so at any rate. And it's been very nice here. We've been in the 50s. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's about time. We're ready for it. Yes, we are. Although the winter hasn't been that bad either. No. Well, we have a big program. And up front, we have a little reminder from... Uh, a group that works continuously with the persecuted church. Uh, you want to give? A, uh, you want to begin? It's um, a reminder from International Christian Concern about the hidden whisper of our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ, and it's about idol worshiping. And you don't think about that in this day and age. You don't think we have any idols. You think about that in past days where they worship these deities and but today idol worship is alive and well and it sits on the throne of our hearts where Jesus should rightly sit and we often live without realizing our idols are creeping in and stealing our true joy and you need to ask yourself these three questions or five questions what are the things you spend most of your time on? What do you prioritize in your day? What do you fear losing? What occupies your mind when you are not busy? What do you desire to do in your downtime? Those are very good questions. And, and um, you know, our persecuted brothers in, around the world, Dana, they don't concern themselves with this they they write they very easily give up these their idols for a relationship with christ well you know in a lot of in a lot of things they have no choice well that's true they you know i mean if you're a christian you don't want to have to make the choice between the lord and something else well see around the world invariably many uh, christians and we've covered them. And just a quick list, North Korea, China. And China had had a lot of, uh, you know, pretty much had given Christians uh, leeway for a while. And then they started multiplying, and they didn't like it, so they cracked down. Same thing in Hong Kong. And then, of course, you get into India. Uh, by 2014, they want to try to get rid of, uh, I mean, uh, by December of this year. Uh, they want to get rid of all Christians and Muslims in India and have a Hindu state. And definitely be done with them by, I think, 2025. So th th there are a lot of places, especially throughout uh, Africa, that we find a lot of Christian persecution. And, uh, you know, when we talk about America, people get offended when they, you know, you talk to them about them, th their idols. You know, and the idols are, are very easy in America. You know, we have uh, retirement, we have doctor, we have great insurance. Uh, 
could be we our have jobs. Big, big cars, yeah, great jobs. Our homes. Our homes. You know, and, and it's okay to have these things, but there is that tendency to allow an idol worship, uh, you know, enter into your life without really even knowing about it. And so, the, you know, the, the big problem you have, and, and we can attest to that, and that is, you know, the cries of the brothers and sisters many times go without even being acknowledged. And, uh, you know, we've been doing the persecuted church for a lot of years. And even before we uh, we changed the name to Visions and a few other things, we were doing the persecuted from the beginning. And so the big thing here that international Christian concern brings up is a hidden whisper. And, and that's really what it is. You know, you can hear the voices, many people, but they're like a hidden whisper, just a little whisper. You don't hear them real loud. And the idea is you want to hear them clear. You want to hear them clear. You want to hear them loud. You want to be able to do something about it, not just pray, not, not ignore them, certainly not, but to give funds to those organizations like Samaritan's Purse, International Christian Concern, uh, Barnabas Aid, and, and there's a lot of them that have boots on the ground. And so, you know, for today, you know, uh, this is a good reminder from International Christian Concern, and you can do uh, a search on Google for International Christian Concern and go to their website. I think they're persecuted.org, aren't they? persecution.org yeah i think so but i didn't want to say that unless uh you know we had a check uh sorry but one thing they also said and this is a true statement often our idols are revealed when we are faced with two options to choose jesus or to choose the comforts of this world and that's true you can I, i think that what's going on in america is waking up the Christians and hopefully other people as well yep. to make the right choices. That's right. And we do. And, and we need to consider this, really. So at any rate, uh, pray for your brethren overseas. Uh, give to uh, people that have boots on the ground over there. And uh, make sure that you tell others about the brethren. We need to hear their cries. It shouldn't be a hidden whisper. It should be something clear. And you hear not with your ears, but with your heart. Because people don't pay attention when you hear with your ears. And, uh, you know, an example is when you're raising kids, how many times have you told little Johnny not to do it? And he didn't hear. He didn't listen the first uh, three or four times. You told him until finally you got mad and screamed your living head off and he finally heard you so at any rate uh, we're moving on here we're in Syria and the remnant Christians over there that's a term that I, I do use remnant been using it for many many years but this actually comes out of Syria of course Lent and uh, you know uh, Easter and uh, of course Passover uh, spring feasts and uh, so there, there, there's a lot of things happening in the spring feast here. And, of course, it, it uh, in the Passover, 
you know, we have uh, uh, the Days of Unleavened Bread. We have uh, the Feast of Weeks. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of things involved in that. And, and they're all a fulfillment uh, by the Lord, uh, you know, of this particular uh, feast. But at any rate, the Maronite uh, Catholic Church uh, uh, Archbishop of Damascus. Now, see, when we're doing this, we're we're not denominational. You know, we deal with this from a standpoint of persecution, not from a standpoint of denomination. We have covered many Catholics and priests who have gotten slaughtered, especially during uh, the ISIS that went through the Middle East. And uh, I During the blood moons. During the blood moons, yeah, 2014, 2015. And I had a lot of articles. I, you know, we, we did a, a lot of coverage on that. And, of course, the biggest issue here, and even the Pope is going to be looking at this, the Pope is even going to be going into Iran, first time since he's been there in a long time, because there are Christians there. And uh, so at any rate, uh, they were talking about the damage done to Syria and the Christian church. And, of course, a lot of them um, have to understand that uh, up in this area, there have been a lot of uh, radical Islamists still there, and they're coming out of Iran. Uh, they're, they're connected to Iran, uh, Hezbollah. There's also uh, uh, some various groups uh, in Syria and even in Iraq that are uh, causing trouble, uh, radical Islamists that are causing trouble with uh, Christians. And, and it's getting, it's been bad. And uh, so, uh, you know, one of the archbishops over there, Samir Nassar, was uh, addressing all of this contrasting the apostles in the storm, uh, addressing the sleeping of Jesus to the plight of the Christians. Of course, they came out and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? No, <laughs> you know, this is, this is the way that a lot of the Christians may feel over there. But uh, folks, the bottom line of it is, is that uh, there, there is this, um, that sometimes you may think that the Lord's forgotten you. And uh, so there, there are some definite issues, especially when they look around and they seen, uh, see in America that, uh, you know, everything seems to be going all right. And uh, in, you know, Europe, everything seems to be going all right. So that's why we, we really want to bring this up, you know, that you still have believers overseas that are really having struggles right now. And, uh, of course, the teacher got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and immediately the storm went away. Now, of course, that, that shows you his uh, definite power over everything. And, uh, and he definitely waited for it. It's not like uh, he was in any worry, you know. They should have thought that the Lord's sleeping on board the ship, uh, that there's no way that this thing is going to, you know, sink and him, he's going to drown. And they're with him, so nothing's going to happen to him. So these these are the things that we need to consider. Uh, and and just talking about this, you know, you may not agree. Uh, you know, whenever you find someone using that, they use it in a little a little thing here that uh, 
you know, to address uh, the Christians. Now, see, I, I would uh, probably not have picked that one, but uh, the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, ten years later, you know, th there is a lot of instability, a lot of uncertain future, both in Iraq and in Syria. And there's a lot of them that do not want to live there anymore. A lot of them want to find another place to go. So these are the issues. That's tragic. It is tragic. And, of course, you know, Biden, the way he opened up the border is idiotic. Because um, he should have kept his mouth shut. But, see, um, it's no secret that these people find out. Because Soros and others that are globalists have money and connections in all these other countries. So as soon as they find out somebody's been elected in America that will open it up, then they funnel the money down there and hire the people to take them north. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people from, or there's, we've heard reports of people from Africa, militant groups. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, they come up too. And so the problem you get is, is with the recent death uh and also a bunch of them having COVID and the kids that are all uh, in, in no place to put them. They're in, you know, prison camps, more or less, you know, a place to yeah. keep them. Uh, so uh, this is the issue you have, you know. Everybody cannot come to America. Now the, now the Democrats would like it, and the reason they want it is because they want everybody to come up here and flood America with illegals, and then they want to automatically make them legal and then have them vote for them to keep the democrats in power that's their plan and and they don't care about these people they're using them as ploys to gain power that's what they're doing yeah and so i i well believe it. i'm opposed to that i think that uh, number one that uh, you know if the west really cares about these kind of people that are coming up from various countries, they need to make sure that they help out getting their countries stable. Because uh, many of them are leaving everything behind and thinking that they're going to come up here and everything's fine. Everything is not fine in America. And, and if you want to come to America, you know, uh, now's not the time to do it. I can tell you. Because if you come up now, there's a lot of unsettling things happening here and you could wind up dying. Because uh, we're on the verge of a civil war here because of what is happening and going on. There's a lot of issues here that are happening. And uh, most of the people don't see it. It's just, you know, uh, if, if you really cared about the people, you would be prepared for them. And, yeah. and make a way for them, not the way they're doing. They're lying to them, actually, to get them to come into the country. They are. They are. And uh, we've got a couple of short uh, <clears throat> news shorts. One's out of Nigeria. And this just tells you, this happened in February. Uh, towards the middle of February, a father and their son were murdered on their way home. They resisted a kidnapping uh, attempt by bandits. And, of course, if, you, if you're in Nigeria, now one of the latest... Uh, priest to have been kidnapped he's been in captivity for quite a while uh, he's made three different videos and uh, finally uh, he made this one last appeal saying this is the last thing they're going to kill me well it turns to find out that uh, they let him go 
and so he's free. The news is that he got freed. Uh, and so when we talk about this one here, these two here, um, you know, this is what goes on in Nigeria. And, of course, they were attacked because they were Christians. And, uh, you know, it's easy to get killed. And, and of course, this is in the Kaduna state, and th there's just more people getting killed in Nigeria right now than you, than you can imagine. So Nigeria, put it on, on your list as one of the top things that uh, you need to be praying for. And uh, and it's a shame because Nigeria wasn't always like this, but it, it has been. And since Buhari, he hasn't been able to do anything before him was Jonathan Goodluck Johnson, who was a Christian. He couldn't do anything either. Um, and uh, you have Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab. Uh, you have uh, uh, an offshoot of Al-Qaeda. And uh, you got the Fulani who are really murdering a lot there. So you've got a lot of groups, man, and they're all Muslim. And they're, they're killing Christians. So, you know, next time you have a good meal and you're driving your nice car and you're in a, in a house, you know, and if you're not being shot at, killed, or, or you know, things like that, you, you need to thank your lucky stars. Thank the Lord, um, you know, that, uh, you know, you're doing good. And you need to pray for those. Anytime you uh, take a hot shower, you need to pray for those who have no water. Those who have no way to have a hot shower. Those who ha don't have the amenities. You need to pray for them. You need to feel for them. Now, uh, another one is coming out of Pakistan. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot on this. Now, Tara, uh, Tower, do you remember this? Uh, Farah Shaheen, 13-year-old Christian girl who had been abducted. And she was forcefully married to a 45-year-old 40, Muslim man. And we've had a number of yes, stories just um, like this. Yes, we have. And I'm not sure. I do remember a story like this. I can't remember the names. And uh, she was abducted uh, from their home um, and was forcefully married. Yes. And... Uh, I'm sure that we've covered this one. I think we have, yeah. as I look at this. So uh, she's 13 years old. She's going to be rejoining her family after being abducted and forcibly married. That means he, Thank God. he raped her in the process. So, uh, you know, th these girls, th you know, I've seen another story today where they were talking about the Muslims over there in some of these countries. They aim to kidnap two Christian girls a day. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yeah, and n nobody does anything. <clears throat> you know, what you need to do is arm the Christians over there. You may not like it, but you need to protect your girls. That's right. But the problem of it is, is that uh, when you get right down to it, um, you know, if you're just one guy with a gun, there, there's like, uh, you know, thousands of them that will gather and kill you. And they'll kill every Christian they can find. That's the problem. Reciprocity is just absolutely unfathomable. And, uh, well, we've got a one today coming uh, that uh, Towers are going to cover. In from, this. from Russia with love. It sounds like a 
James Bond movie. Well, I put that on there on purpose because, uh, you know, everybody's familiar with that. Well, this Russian is a little different. Yes. Tower's got the story. This is uh, an amazing story. It's a story of just one of the many orphans that are in Russia for various reasons. Their parents don't want them. I don't know. It's horrible. It's it's sad. But this girl, I seen a picture of her and she has red dyed hair. She wears a beaded bra- bracelet. She was sitting at a table doing her Bible study. And she could be just any preteen girl in America. But her countenance was beautiful. And she is, um, I guess... There's over 700,000 unwanted children and orphans in Russia. And it's it's really tragic. Her dad is disinterested in her. Her mom's an alcoholic and doesn't want her around. And she's a beautiful 12-year-old girl. She, But she's been rejected by her parents, so she lives in an orphan orphanage. And um, she came to know Christ through the ministry of these um, from this ministry and they work with the unwanted children and it's really hard now because of the um, pandemic that's going on because of COVID so they're not able to get out as as much as they would like to and um, these children cannot be adopted for various reasons, legal, family, and diplomatic reasons, so they're stuck in an orphanage. But this ministry brings, it's the Slavic Gospel Association, and they bring Christ to these children. And now she looks forward to them visiting her. She's happy. She's joyful because now she has somebody that wants her and loves her, and that's Jesus Christ. And it's and she, her light shines throughout this orphanage, and she brings light to these other children. And that's just an amazing story about this Slavic Gospel Association. It's well, you a beautiful know, story. We have heard um, about some of these uh, type of organizations over there, different types. And uh, it's really hard to uh, really try to coordinate them uh, unless they're um, like in America, you know, Slavic people that are over here that uh, begin a a non-profit and so they can use the funds collected here, go over to Russia and help the kids. But, you know, a kid is a kid no matter where you're at. And, you know, we see the same things in America but these kids are probably, they're in foster care. And they're being abused in foster care. I'm sure there, I know there's some really good people out there that do foster care. But there's also some wicked people that are in it only for money. And they don't care about the kids. So, but, so you have this going on in America as well. So I'm really glad for this ministry that's able to help these children and be, bring Christ to them. You know, I noticed a quote. She said, we stand by the windows waiting for our friends from the church to come. 
Every time they enter the courtyard, your uh, courtyard, we shout, Sunday school has come. It's so amazing. So, <laughs> y you know, th this is given hope. It truly is. I mean. And one, one, another orphan that was in there, he said he was overcome with joy at the news that God loves him. He said, I'm grateful I came to the orphanage because that's where I heard about Jesus. You know, can you imagine that? You know, you've never known love, and all of a sudden you find a love. Now, see, the only way they can know this love, it's more than just talk, folks. Because the Spirit of God bears witness with the spirit of those who trust in him. That's Remember, right. in John 1, you know, the Lord said, the Bible says that the Lord went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. Then if you go to John 3, it says you must be born again by the Spirit. See, you've got the Spirit of God in there. And that Spirit of the, of the Lord bears witness within the Spirit of those who have believed upon Jesus and, and it's imputed unto them for righteousness sake for believing. And so you have a real witness. So you, you wonder why Christians are, are ready to die for their faith because it's not just the flesh. It is a live spirit of the living God that's within them that bears witness and sustains them. That's right. Amen. And we see this today around the world when we're talking about uh, the gospel witness. There's people, and especially Muslims, are, are coming, to the, uh, coming to the Lord. So are Hindus. You know, many of those who are the enemies of Christ are now coming to the Lord in some of the toughest areas on the face of the earth. Only in America, who's had the gospel, you know, by the bucket load and had tons of churches and everything else, do we find people falling away? Do we find people that want to go to socialism when people in socialism that live here are warning, don't do it? I mean... Yeah. America right now is, is right on the border of making some of the worst mistakes that it's ever made. And the problem with that is there's a whole group of people that ain't going to go that way. So if you're coming up, if you're planning on coming to America, you better think twice. And, and I think the politicians have never handled this right. I think that uh, we need to stop the politics. We need to be real with these people. And we need to not reward all of those who kidnap kids, those who use kids, and they do. That's why we got so many kids. And uh, so the, there's a lot of things that has to be done. A lot of trouble, a lot of issues here. Now, we got a story from Malaysia. You know, I didn't realize that Uber drivers were all over the world, but they are. I didn't either. I, I yeah, I well, I knew they were in Canada and America and the UK, but I didn't know anywhere else. Now, Raymond Coe, we we've actually covered this guy. And uh, he was acquitted of the charge on February 8th. He was um What was he charged with? Now, Lame Cheng, now 
only has one other charge. He allegedly blackmailed Coe's son. Um, and so the former Uber driver, um, and the way they wrote this is uh, a little weird, was accused of abducting Malaysian pastor Raymond Coe. Well, see, Raymond Coe disappeared, and I actually saw the video of this. He was driving in uh, his car on, on a lone road, you know, a, a city road, and all of a sudden, one big black suburban. That In America, when you see that, that's government men. And it went ahead of him. Then another black another suburban came alongside of him and then another pulled up behind him and they slowed down and had him trapped and they took him and he's never been heard from since and uh, they don't know where he's at and so this says that the uber driver that uh, accused of of abducting him um, but see they said that he didn't abduct him that instead uh, these particular um, um, matter of fact it was caught on CCTV and you can go to findraymondco.com and they'll tell you he's been missing for over four years but on this this is uh, this uh, coverage on the CCTV is absolutely gut-wrenching because you see these guys coming up in these cars and slow him down and there's like 10 men or so that gets out 10 to 15 people get out they've got him surrounded they take him someone takes his car drives the car and he's thrown in the back end nobody's ever seen him and they think this is uh, part of the malaysian secret police uh special brand nobody knows nobody knows and and the secret branch handles all issues concerning Islam. So if if he's preaching the gospel, they can easily find this. And this is what this is what happened. But we have covered this guy, and I've been wondering about him. And it came along that he's it's been four years, and nobody knows where he's at. And they've got a website, and that's why I wanted to cover this because you need to pray for this guy he could be dead nobody knows his family doesn't know anything and this is gut-wrenching oh it is that's you know, horrible you know but when you're in the gospel and you're preaching it and you're overseas you know i mean that could happen in america that could happen anywhere you know especially as we go down towards the end of days you know and they come up and you disappear this is this is a tactic that you know, uh, Hitler used, this is a tactic that Stalin used, this is a tactic that Mao used, uh, and the Chi- and China still uses it, North Korea uses it, Russia will use it. I mean, we see these kind of things all the time. I mean, this happens, and this guy just disappeared. Why? Why would they do that, you know? Because he's it's, a pastor and I he know. preaches, that's why. I know, but... You know, and it, it's got to be gut-wrenching for his uh, his family. Now, of course, uh, uh, <clears throat> ICC covered that. Uh, Malaysia, free uh, Malaysia Today, that's another source. Baptist Press is another source. Um, the CCTV, and then, of course, findraymondco.com. 
there's a lot of people here trying to bring you a message on Raymond Co. So remember him in prayer. Raymond Co. Malaysia. He's been missing four years. Uh, His last name is spelled K-O-H. Yes, K-O-H. And he served as at uh, an evangelical free church in Malaysia for 20 years. And then he founded uh, uh, what is called Hope Community, a community-based outreach to the poor and oppressed. And it seems he, he, take, he took care of it, drug addicts, single mothers, and anyone else. Why would they bother this guy when he's trying to help people? Oh, I know. I, I can't understand their mindset. Well, I'll tell you why. It's wicked. Because these people that he helps end up accepting the Lord. And they, they can't. They'd rather have him on drugs, single, in trouble, and a Muslim than have him cleaned up and saved and serving Christ. That's it, right. You know, it would only make your nation better if people were off of drugs, if, if they were helped and delivered. But see, these people... You know, it's about keeping Islam, and this is really where it's going in the end of days. And we've got some of this same kind of, of atmosphere in America, and we see it all the time. Now, I did talk about this. Um, this is Yakura, the Islamic State. They released a, a, a pastor. And uh, this is via Morning Star News. And he was the pastor of the Church of the Brethren in Nigeria. I mean, you may not have heard of the Church of the Brethren, but uh, they're an old uh, denomination. But uh, they've been around for a while. And uh, he pleads in this video that the government would no negotiate. And he was calling on Buhari um To help him, and uh, and this did happen in Borneo State in northeastern uh, Nigeria, and so there was an attack on the village, and he happened to be one of six that uh, were captured, uh, kidnapped, and there was uh, killing. They killed eleven others, but today. The story I just seen just today was the fact that he got released. They were going to kill him. I'm sure this oh. is the same guy. Well, I'm glad he's been released. And uh, it's just, you know, they do this all the time, you know. Of course, they are called terrorists. And that's exactly what they, what they do. They terrorize. Now, we do have another story. Did you, did you want to do that one or did you want to? Sure, I can do it. Okay. It's uh, very disturbing. Connecticut Title IX and biological females. Now, President Joe Biden, I don't like to call him president, so Joe Biden, his Department of Justice has withdrawn its support for a lawsuit brought by three female high school athletes that would block transgendered females, biological males, from competing on girls sports teams in Connecticut. And it was initially backed by former Attorney General Bill Barr, 
who argued on a pro-trans rule in the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference. Um, But the Biden administration has now abandoned the case. And this is really tragic because these girls have filed a lawsuit. They have a lawyer that's with the her name is Christina Holcomb. She's with the Alliance Defending Freedom. And um, Elena Smith and the other girls are very disappointed that this has been, that they're not doing anything about it because it's not fair to them. These men or these transgendered are biological males, they are stronger, they have more endurance. And they're taking the titles away from these girls, which it um, denies them opportunities to compete at higher levels and also to get scholarships, college scholarships in this. You know, this is just unconscionable, Dana, that these seniors have been, have been denied this. These women have been denied and these three girls have taken 15 women's state championship titles. And now they're not able to get them. Well, you know, the big thing that Barr did it is over the Title Nine. Yeah, this is what this is, is Title Nine. And, uh, you know, it... The idea is that Title IX ensures that real biological females compete against those of the same uh, fair and level playing field. The, the, you know, they don't have any any differences. But I've seen pictures of these transgenders in some of these cases in high school, and I mean, th- these guys are big. Yeah. I mean, there there's no They're way. They're powerful. Yeah, there's no way you can mistake them for a female. You know, they now they've got, you know, they managed to get the breasts in there and they managed to do everything else. Now, see, we, we're in that country today that anything goes. Well, good luck. You know, I mean, we're going to legislate this stuff no matter who gets hurt. But to deprive people uh, of their rights at the expense of others, now that's not fair at all. I don't care whether they're transgender or not. You know, no matter who you are, that's that's not fair. No. But that, you know, you'd think the courts could get it straightened out. But, you know, I remember years ago when they were talking about pornography. This was back in the 70s. They, they were never able to pass a rule on pornography because nobody could define it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, figure that out. What is pornography? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, like this one woman said, while the left claims to be focused on empowering women, many of these transgendered policies ultimately disenfranchise women by taking away scholarships, prizes, and opportunities from biological females. Well, you know, and and the thing of it is, is that our schools have been pushing all these alternative uh, sex drive things for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is really where, where you're talking biblically and from from a Christian standpoint and morally, 
But see, you live in a country now that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, who was it? Um, Nad Nadler. Uh, because uh, I forgot which thing they were working on, but it came up that that the Bible, um, it, and I think it had to do with uh, some of their abortion stuff they were doing, and uh, people were saying, well, that isn't even, you know, they were quoting the Bible, and Nadler says, well, God has nothing, nothing to say so here about, you know, in, in the house. We don't deal with God here. They're going to be dealing with him pretty soon. Yeah, and and that was a, a paraphrase, but he did. That's what he was talking about. You know what's so disturbing is that they've been teaching these kids from preschool and kindergarten and up to question their um, being a boy and a girl. Yeah, they're being sent messages to confuse them. And take they away are. God from them. It's it's sad. I hate it. These kids, they're born boy and girls. And we should leave them alone. Leave them alone. Don't confuse them. Well, let them grow up. Yeah. But see, we don't want them to be innocent. We want to change them. We want to confuse them. And, and of course... We don't. They do. Society does. Yeah. Um, so at any rate... You know that's that's been in the news, and uh, you know you're not going to change America. America is going to go into the dustbin of history one day because of what they're doing. Well, I well we're to see that we're moving over into uh, Pakistan. <laughs> This is Amnesty International. There's a couple here that are on death row. They were convicted of violating Pakistan's blasphemy laws back in 2014. Now, see, we actually talked about them. I'm sure these I, are the I remember same ones. them. And the reason yeah. of it is... The couple is accused of sending a blasphemous text message to a mosque clerk in 2013. Uh, he And now the Muslim cleric received blasphemous text messages from a phone number allegedly registered to one of them while leading uh, um, leading prayers. So he got interrupted. And so both of them were arrested. And, and of course, they claimed also that the wife had, had gotten it as well. Well, guess what? All of the messages were in English. <laughs> and guess what? This couple doesn't, doesn't even know. They don't even speak English. No. They can't speak English. They're illiterate. They're incapable of texting, even in their native language of Urdu, let alone English. So this is what you call a kangaroo court overseas. Yeah. And, uh, of course, remember, Sia Bibi was on death row, too. But eventually the Supreme Court of Pakistan released her. And so she's free to this day in another place. But, uh, you know, this is what happens when you're in Pakistan. And, and the Muslims use this. Many, many times. 
uh, in, in Pakistan and many other nations uh, where they're Muslim majority like this in order to take down their enemies, Christians, to get rid of them. And uh, they've been on death row for six years. So Amnesty uh, stepped in, is calling for it. And this is good that they're doing it. But, uh, you know, you have to look at the evidence and get it before someone over there that wants justice. And we have covered that, that there are, you know, Pakistan really is, uh, there, there's been some signs that they want to clean this mess up and stop it. They want to protect uh, some of these um these groups and Christians and others who are minorities and who are targeted. And so these, these are really the situations you face today. You know, I can't even imagine this, but, uh, you know, the thing that, you know, if you get to America, I mean, this impeachment that the Democrats did of uh, Trump while he wasn't even in office is a kangaroo court. It was just like that. And we see, we report on a lot of this stuff coming from overseas. And when we saw the Democrats doing this, you know, this is like they're investigating uh, all the stuff that happened to the Capitol. And, uh, you know, they're really looking at, at all the conservatives. Uh, they're targeting that. One uh, congressman was uh, talking about that yesterday, how that they need to stop that. And even um, McConnell warned about that not doing that but uh you know the other thing that's happening in dc in dc a bunch of the national guardsmen got poisoned i mean got uh uh, uh bad food this really? is the second day in a row yeah <sighs> they had to throw a bunch of the meals away because of metal shavings in it and there was some other stuff that was, was wasn't cooked properly that's unconscionable to sick. treat them like that yeah because you have the liberal left and D.C. is full of them, and they hate, they hate any kind of authority, uh, the National Guard and all the others. And so, I mean, if I was, if I, and of course, I think the ones that they were talking about was Minnesota, uh, if I remembered correctly. But see, the thing of it is, if I was the governor, I'd call them home. Yeah, they need to pull them out of there. I'll just say, I'm, I'm bringing my boys home. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if you think you need them. You ain't going to have them. That's right. And they're just sitting there, and you know, they're they're sleeping on the ground. They have to eat now uh, K rations, and some of the guys are using their own money to buy their own food. But this is the same thing that we got from some of the cops. I forgot where it was in one of the liberal states. They were going in and buying themselves food, and it came out that some of the food was. Uh, uh, not done properly they had uh, vandalized it and then sent it out to the cops i mean this is despicable it is and these are the kind of people that want to run the country and a poor, no poor, thank you yeah and this is the kind of people that are also connected to pelosi and the democrats right now so you know if if you are coming into this country you need to pay attention to who's running this country because they may be friends to you now, but it isn't going to take long because all hell could break loose any minute. And you come up here with your family, you're going to find yourself caught in the middle of it, and people are going to die when this happens. I hope to God it don't happen, but I'm going to tell you that they're going to be trying to pass laws here that are going to cause a war here. 
God help us if that happens. And of course, whenever you think you have it bad, look at the persecuted church. Yeah. Seriously. You know, we've got some some of the most corrupt stuff going on in this country that I've ever seen in my life. And there are some real issues here. Very much so. And they're ignored by Pelosi and the Democrats. Joe Biden half the time doesn't even know where he's at. They were talking today about the fact that he has to get in bed by 7. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Why is he president? Yeah, they didn't he, want Trump. Well, he shouldn't have been. No. You know, but this is the way that they did it. They just wanted someone to get in there, and then they cheated at the election. Of course, you've got people still swearing there was no cheating. There was cheating. And the worst thing of it is, is your courts are biased, including the Supreme Court. And that they didn't wouldn't do take it justice. up. They wouldn't take it up. Shame on them. Shame on them, too. The Supreme Court, they need to be thrown out as well. I mean, what's, right. what's good at justice if no one gives you justice? We're talking about these kangaroo courts overseas. Well, we got some of the same thing here in America. And you want to come to America? I, this is not the land of the free kids. This is this is a land that is borderline mystery Babylon, and it's full of filth, and it has laden with sins. And make no mistake, judgment is going to come. I've been warning for many, many years about this. So, you know, if you're in a church, judgment begins at the house of God. That's right. And then after that, the rest of them. Yeah, and if we the scarcely wicked. survive, where, where are they going to stand? Yeah. Make no mistake, it's time to wake up, get your heads out of wherever it's at, and start repenting, seeking the Lord. And if you're an immigrant, go back to your home country and stay safe at least. And if you say it's not safe, well, you better find another place, but don't come here. But see, there's no way they can hear me. And, and the politicians and the ones are are making are going to make money, and the, it's about agenda including Soros, who's pouring money in. It's about agenda. That's what it's about. But the agenda that's going to fulfill itself, that is the destiny of the rival of the son of perdition. <clears throat> and you do not want to be stupid in that regard. You'll lose your soul. So it's time to wake up, no matter who you are. That's right. So at any rate, um, we're going to have to get out of here here pretty soon. we got a few minutes to close this up. Well, let me read this one. Um, this was uh, Senator James Lankford's speech at the CPAC on Friday night. Um, and he, he, this is what he had to say. In the words of James Madison, your religious opinions are a property of particular value. Your faith is your property, not the government's property. It's like your car, your phone, or your Browning 12-gauge. It is your property. The problem is, not everyone believes that. In America, we can live our faith. Liberal professors and left-wing politicians can't push faith out of the public view because they don't like it. We have a First Amendment. Your faith is yours, not the government. And he said when he went to church on, uh, he, he was talking about he went to church last Sunday. 
Yes, I know. I went to church during a time of COVID, which means I live in Oklahoma, not California, where you can go to swanky restaurants but not to church. I even dared to sing in church, contrary to California doctrine. He was taking a jab at the left-wing Governor Newsom, who banned churchgoers from singing to God while he allowed himself to attend an unmasked party at an upscale restaurant. And he said, last Sunday when I gathered with people at church and talked about the goodness of God, it was good for my soul. Quite frankly, the whole world seems to be gripey. Do you notice we're getting gripey lately? I think some people need a little Jesus in their life. And he said that as the audience cheered. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good quote. I yeah. seen it when he when he did it. It came out. You know, some people need a little Jesus. That was the lead in. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And of course, some of those people, we find a majority of them are up in Congress right now. Yeah. They can't be happy. The Democrats, they never have a smile on their face. Well, they sure don't seem seem to. Nope. Unless they're doing something bad. <coughs> They are nasty, they're mean, they never look happy, they never sound happy. Well, at any rate, we're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. God be with you and enjoy the day and thank him for all that he's given you. We love you and we pray for you. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Don't forget, pray for the persecuted church. Remember some of those on this tonight to pray for them. Go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. We have in-depth biblical articles. We have in-depth biblical teachings. We have series of teachings in-depth all over our websites and we are found we have a lot of places where you can listen to our radio shows at and we're on a lot of social sites you can find us if you ever have doubts you can go on over to websites check things out and you can always contact us as well but we are on a lot of places in a lot of places you can find us so until next time stay safe look unto the Lord pray for the persecuted church be safe folks Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.